Welcome to the Well and Witchy Podcast. I'm your host, Britt Epley, and I'm an eclectic witch, wellness and mindset coach, healer, and spiritual mentor. If you're looking to fearlessly rise up and be the woman you were destined to be and live your best life with both wellness and spiritual flows, then you are in the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to for all things magic, inspiration, and empowerment. I'll be spilling the tea about witchcraft, spell work, spirituality, intuitive wellness, self-love, and much more. Leave it to me to help provide you with the tools and resources to unlock the inner goddess and power within you, hone your sacred craft, and live life in a more meaningful and magical way. I am so grateful that our paths have crossed today and you are here. Thank you so much for pushing play. Now let's do this, witches. Hi, witches, and welcome back to the Well and Witchy podcast. This is episode 20 titled Finding Your Courage. And what? (laughs) What a milestone. Like, I sometimes never thought I would get this far. And as always, and like I tend to say in every intro, but I mean it from my heart, is that I am so grateful for all the listeners. Y'all keep me inspired. You help me come up with new ideas for episodes. You are my biggest cheerleaders and support team. So thank you so much for pressing play, for taking the time to hear the messages that the guests are giving and incorporating the words of wisdom into your daily life. So as always, thank you so much. But I wanted to start off this episode with just a little disclaimer and some background info. So our guest today is Aria Yagorete. They are a heart guide and you may hear me refer to them in the episode as Maria. So don't get confused if you see any of the handles and they say Maria Jeswin, it's the same person. We are just 100% in support of allowing people to show up in the world as their most authentic selves. So sometimes we come into this life with a given name and then we decide, you know what, that's not really who I am. So Arya Yagorete and Maria Jeswin are two sides of the same coin. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us, but just know that all the links in the show notes are correct and um, yeah. I am I'm excited. Today's newest episode, again titled Finding Your Courage, features heart guide Aria Yagarete. Aria guides starseeds and lightworkers to discover their authentic selves and create lives that are in alignment with their destinies. Having gone through this journey herself, Aria walked away from a stereotypical dream life. She left her marriage, her six-figure corporate career, and moved across the country to a small mountain town. Through her firsthand experience working with the divine and her own inner knowing, Arya learned to embody her true self in courageously creating a fulfilling life. Over the years, she has guided many seekers to recognize and love who they truly are and live in an expansive version of themselves. So I also would like to mention at this time that this episode does um, mention miscarriage it mentions divorce it mentions a few heavy topics so if you're not in the right energetic space to listen to that at this current time no shame no worries just 
you know what's best for you, but I did want to offer just a small trigger warning because I know sometimes these things are heavy to talk about, but just know, and again, we'll we'll dive deep into this episode about tower moments, but as hard as tower moments can be sometimes and as traumatic as they can be and as much as they test us, I think they truly are a testament to allow us to rebirth and to rebuild into our truest selves and that sometimes you have to start at ground zero literally in order to readjust and find yourself in the life that you deserve and yeah so anyway look at me rambling (laughs) pre-show we're gonna dive into the episode now but again let's welcome Arya Yagorete hi Arya hi I'm so excited to be here I'm excited to have you um I feel like we're going to co-create some like juicy magic goodness and we're going to get real and raw in this episode and I'm super excited for what you have to share with the listeners but I think the best place to start is just tell us a little bit about you where you're from um, and then from there if you want to transition into like your spiritual journey how you got started but yeah sure that (laughs) sounds great um so i am in squamish canada in british columbia which is the west coast of canada basically live amongst the mountains rainforests the ocean river lakes pretty much have all of it here um which is something that i deeply desired in my life i just didn't know that i would end up here and i know You've introduced my work before this episode began, but just to speak a little bit more about it so you understand from my, I guess, from myself what it is that I do. So I help um, other light workers, seekers, star seeds to connect in with the truths of their hearts, the truths of who they really are in the world, and then support them in creating a life that excites them and that aligns with them. And that isn't the um, life that checks kind of all of the boxes, which is what I had done. And that leads me into my story. So I basically created a life, the typical American dream, let's call it, where I had the six-figure corporate career. I had a husband that checked off all the boxes. We built a beautiful house in the suburbs. We even got to the point where we had our fence put up, um, surrounded myself with superficial kind of materialistic validations about my worth or around my worth or what I thought made me worthy. And I wasn't happy and I wasn't fulfilled and I didn't understand why I was really sad and depressed, to be honest with you. And there was a point where there was, for me, there was always this like one thing that I had always wanted in my life, even as a child. And that was to one day have a family of my own and have children of my own. And I was at a point in my life where I felt like that was the final piece of the puzzle. It's like, okay, I have everything else going on, but this is the one piece that I feel like will complete the picture and then I'll be happy, then I'll be fulfilled. And I actually ended up getting pregnant. And I remember the day that I found out I was pregnant, that morning I had gone to my partner and said, you know, I don't understand why, but I am so 
sad. I'm so depressed. My life is so great on paper. Like, look at it. But yet I don't feel good and I don't feel happy and I don't feel fulfilled. And then a few hours later or towards the end of the day, found out I was pregnant, took a pregnancy test. And it was like the sun came out from behind the clouds. And I was like, yes, my life has meaning again. This is what I've been waiting for. Amazing. And I, I became really just very, very happy and almost obsessed with my pregnancy. It was all I thought about and all I cared about. And two months into it, I actually ended up uh, miscarrying. And then my whole world came crashing down. Like I went lower than I had ever been. And I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why the final piece or the one thing that I had always wanted had come into my life and what I felt like had just been taken away from me. Felt even more lost, even more confused. And I ended up going to see an intuitive psychic, an intuitive medium. And she told me that it wasn't my time for this child to come in, that they would come in later in life, but that there was more that I needed to do. And for some reason that really resonated with me and really clicked. And I was like, okay, well, what is it that I'm here to do? And then the universe started giving me all of these beautiful opportunities and gifts in a way to explore that. And I remember going to my first moon circle and feeling like like I was at home. I was really intimidated by the idea of it because I thought moon circles at that time were witchy. And I had a very, you know, superficial <laughs> vision of what being a witch was. And it was scary to me at that point. And then I went to this moon circle. It's like, yes, these are my people. This feels so resonant and started to do more and more spiritual work going from there, ended up being trained as a Reiki master and um, discovering an even deeper part of myself in that part of the journey. And eventually through going on this path and discovering who I truly was and connecting to spirit, I realized that I had created this life that was completely out of alignment with me. And I ended up leaving my marriage. I left my corporate career and I moved across the country to a small town in the mountains where I am now all in the name of doing my life's work um, or my life's purpose full time. So that's the journey. That's the story. That's how I got to the place that I'm in. There's more in and around that. Um, but it was through really getting to a new discovery of who I am and what, and gave, giving myself the permission to actually go after it and create it that landed me where I am today. Wow. Eyewitness so much strength and resilience and wisdom because all of that, I mean, there was a lot of highs, a lot of lows. I can definitely feel like, or I, I can imagine that was a lot of uncertainty and frustrating times and fear and not knowing when to trust or when to, you know, just like let it happen. So from all of that, I'm going to, I have a few questions, but the first one is let's take it all the way back to the beginning. Um, for some of our listeners who don't know what a star seed is, can you just like 
explain a little bit about what that is? <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. Um, so how I would describe star seeds, and I'm sure there's different definitions to it, are uh, basically souls that come from other planets and choose to incarnate into human form on planet earth to help the planet in some way to help us um, elevate awaken do better uh what whatever that might be um and yeah that's how i would describe a a star seed so star seeds often may not may really resonate with um ETs or may not feel like earth is really their home or it's hard for them to ever feel like they're at home anywhere. It's almost like there's this like missing piece in their hearts and they don't understand why. Um, yeah, but that hopefully that makes a little no, more sense. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I only know a good amount about it, but, um, I'm still learning, but, um, I heard there's like different types of star seeds. So like I've seen like star seed quizzes and like to figure out which one you are. And I've just been so fascinated with that because like you're saying, at what point is it just homesickness versus someone who genuinely is from like out of this world? <laughs> mm -hmm, for sure. And it's yeah. cool to be open to it, right? And just yeah. allow it to come to you. Like if star seed already resonates with you on some level, then there's probably something in that for you, even if you don't believe it's possible, um, even if you just end up doing one of those quizzes and take a look at what that planet is about and what energy they bring or whatever it might be, it might unlock or give you um, a new perception of yourself or a different expanded way of seeing yourself. For sure. I, I'm just, it's intriguing at the least. So <laughs> it always makes you wonder. Cause I, I'm a firm believer that we're all energy. We all are human beings. Yes. But like our essence is beyond that. Like I was put on this earth right now to live a 3d life and experience being a human, but who's not to say I am a star seed or I'm from somewhere else, or I'm just like a ball of groovy energy, just passing through each dimension, you know, it's, <laughs> I can get real into the quantum and all that, but yeah. <laughs> Totally. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That's helpful. Um, but going back to your journey then and your experiences. So, um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack in a good way, but like I noticed too, on your, your social media, you talk a lot about rebirth then. So is that kind of what you went through as you just, all of these things happened and you were able to rebirth yourself into who you are now? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that that was a rebirth in itself. I'm currently going through another rebirth. I actually think many of us right now are going through rebirths on some level um, in this really powerful transformative time that we are in on this planet. So yes, I would call that a rebirth. And the way that I would describe a rebirth, if, if, um, if it'll help in any way is just feeling like something so major happened in your moment. Maybe if you're into the tarot, like your tower moment happens and something that you really identified with or was a really big part of who you are left or crumbled, got taken away, or you chose to leave and you are, you are, it is no longer there for you to identify with. Um, yeah, going through a rebirth can feel like 
confusing and who am I now and what do I even want for myself and there it's like you're presented with this blank canvas of okay the future is uncertain but you can create something new for yourself what will that be and there's a whole process that you go through in a rebirth that will get you to the point of if you allow it to to really create something powerful and beautiful out of it um but yeah, it can be, it can be an adventure to say the least. Following up kind of from that too, you know, you talk about finding your courage, but I know, and I'm sure you've experienced it as well. There are people who are going through a multitude of things or experiences that throw them off tower moments, like you're saying, and they just, they stick with that. They don't have the courage to, you know, to leave their marriages or to leave the toxic situations because that's all they know. Or generationally, that's probably literally goes back however many that's, that's literally in their DNA. It's what they know. So how did you find the courage to make all those big leaps for yourself in, in moments where you probably didn't even wake up in the morning, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. I was so scared of being alone. I literally, it was my biggest fear in life. And before I was even thinking about having a divorce, if I, whenever I pictured my, my husband and I not being together anymore, like if he had left me or if someone, if he had died or something like that, I would get terrified. And the thought of me being alone I thought that if our marriage ever ended, that I would likely take my life. Like I did not think that I could survive it. I was, I was, yeah, I was terrified. I was scared of it. So how did I find the courage in it? Well, I realized that me staying in a relationship in a dynamic that wasn't healthy or supportive of me was me betraying myself. Like first that awareness came and with my ex it wasn't there was probably a buildup in the background but it wasn't in the back of my mind that we would divorce so what happened was there was a big event that took place where he overstepped a boundary of mine that I had promised myself if this boundary was ever crossed that I would walk away didn't matter if I had 10 children with him you know like I would leave and he crossed the boundary And then all of a sudden I was faced with either either listening and honoring myself and my boundary and leaving or betraying myself and staying. And I had to decide in that moment. And I decided that, no, I couldn't. I couldn't create a life with someone who was going to treat me this way and potentially have children with this person and that. I would just have to find the courage and I would turn to spirit quite a bit. So I would just ask my guides for signs. I would ask for support. I would go to whatever support system I had around me. Um, I actually went to that same psychic intuitive who helped me with the merit, um, with the miscarriage. Her name is Sheila Tricartan. She's incredible. And she also helped guide me through it. And then it was doing once, doing it one step at a time and noticing the support I was receiving from the universe. I remember questioning if I was making the right choice and pulling an Oracle card that literally had a picture of a woman 
holding a dog and it said, let go. And it would have, and it was me and my dog who would be walking away from this marriage. And I remember seeing that and being like, okay, I am so supported in this. This needs to happen. I trust in the universe. I trust wholeheartedly. And in that trust, I found the courage and kept finding the courage. And then the courage builds, right? As you build more evidence that you can make it through these crazy hard things, then you have the courage to make more hard decisions, which for me a year later was leaving my corporate job to do my spiritual work full-time. And then a year after that, the courage to move across the country to a place where I didn't know anybody because that's where I wanted to be. So how do you find the courage? You know, there's a level of trust and surrender that comes with it. But what you can always do is go back in time and also look at what moments in your life did you have to find courage and you did and what was the payoff it's almost like you can also then build the evidence within yourself um, to remind you that you are so much more courageous than you might think you are and that as long as you are acting from a place of your own truth and listening to your own heart and your own inner guidance that you will be taken care of and that you will be supported. I love what you were saying about boundaries specifically. Like as someone, I will be honest, I'm gonna put myself on blast. (laughs) I have been the worst at boundaries my whole life. I've been doing a lot of work um, with therapy and just my guides as well. And once you find that power to like, you know, this is my boundary. You like, you've crossed it. This is where we stand now. I have to do this for me and being able to like choose yourself. It sounds so selfish in retrospect, but once you do it, it's the most beautiful thing. Like your boundaries are like huge, like you're mentioning, but sometimes for me, I get so thrilled when I tell someone like, Hey, I just don't feel like texting right now. I need a minute or like, "Eh, I don't feel like going out tonight. Like it starts that small. And so Anyway, I'm just rambling at this point. So anyone who struggles with boundary issues, start small. But then when your moments happen, you got to trust trust yourself and that courage and figure it out. So. Yeah, I would love to talk a little bit more about boundaries, if that's okay with you. Let's do it. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole thing with boundaries is, and I think of it as people pleasing in some way. And again, I don't love labeling things, but it really is when we sacrifice our boundaries, it's in the name of someone else at the sacrifice of ourselves. And I want to share this because I think we can also be really hard on ourselves when it comes to not standing in our boundaries. And I would love to offer this perspective on like where this, where this tendency even comes from. So if you go back to your childhood and think about what you were rewarded for, It was typically for following the rules, listening to your parents, taking their opinions on as your truth. Maybe not everyone experienced this, but we were rewarded for being good, for listening, for doing what others told us. Okay, so we're being trained from the start to be people pleasers. You know, there are parents out there and probably our generation and people who are doing the work will raise our children to allow them to have their own opinions and their own needs and their own boundaries. 
But in, in my day and age, it was like, go hug that uncle or go sit on his lap, even though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> even though I don't want to. So it makes sense that then we grow into adults who are like, well, I don't want to stir the pot or I don't want to upset anyone. That's That means I might lose love. That's our conditioning in our minds and our, our inner children are like, if we don't people please, if we don't say yes, then we might lose love. And if we lose love, we lose our safety. And for a child that's like, and then I'm dead, right? Like it's survival for them. So that's how deeply it's ingrained in our system. So then to shift into setting boundaries, it takes a ton of work and a ton of practice and so much reframing, but these boundaries are so incredible because they're teaching and showing others how we deserve to be treated, not only on an individual level, but on a universal level. Because the more we say yes to the things that are out of alignment with us, the more of those things will come up right? (laughs) So if we can say, no, my mental health matters more or no, um, you know, my, my well-being is more important than what you want for me, then the universe will reward you with more opportunities for, for, for rest, for self-care, for fulfillment and so forth. So our boundaries are actually a gift. They're a gift to the people we give them to, and they're definitely a gift to ourselves. Preach. I love that. I love <laughs> the way you put it too. I love that we went down the whole safety road and inner child stuff, because I was going to ask about that anyway. Uh, we're just hopping all around. So everyone listening, just like take some notes, make a little grid of where we started, where we are. We'll, we'll It'll be full circle, I promise. <laughs> but um. Man, I go, the one thing I wanted to say too is conscious relationships. I can't wait for those or conscious parenting when I'm a kid because I was in the same boat as you. We're like, it was, oh, you can't, oh, you don't, can't like this. You can't dress in that because that's not what I would wear. Like you can't think that. Or now that I'm 26 and I'm living on my own, it's crazy sometimes how much I have to reframe myself in terms of like, oh, like I can wear whatever I want now. I can buy whatever I want at the grocery store now. Like it starts that fundamentally for some people I think and it's okay you can you can be yourself now safe (laughs) oh I love that especially the grocery store piece too I think about because that that was a major part of my journey was like body image a lot of body image stuff which pretty much every single human on this planet has to some level and there were so many rules around food in my household as well and this like there were so many no's around food, which basically made me just want the food more and made it all seem like it was like this reward system and something that I had to like hide. And once I gave myself the fullest permission to eat whatever I wanted, it stopped becoming that exciting for me as well, right? So when I go into the grocery store, I allow myself to be guided and be like, okay, well, what what's exciting for me to buy? And even the other day I decided I made, um, a tort, like I made like a plum tart tort for the first time in my life. And the recipe called for, um, vanilla ice cream, which I would never buy. And I was like, you know what? I really want to buy some vanilla ice cream, bought this Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream. 
and it's delicious with my tort, but my body hates it. So I'm like, okay, I'm never going to buy this again, but at least I allowed myself to do it versus setting some rules around, no, that's, you know, not good for you or, or no, you don't like that or, or whatever it is. So once we start giving ourselves permission to just live our lives in whatever ways we want without over analyzing it, over critiquing it, um, seeing why we even feel like we want to maybe dress a certain way or want to eat certain things and, and getting a better understanding of our own selves and our own motives as well. Um, life becomes a lot more fun and it feels a lot more freeing as well, being able to do that. So total tangent, but had to bring it up. We got to bring up ice cream. I, uh, <laughs> I'm on my journey. Okay, we're just gonna, we're gonna get a little fun here. Uh, I am like trying more plant-based options in my life. I don't know if I want to go full vegan one day. We'll get there, but I tried vegan ice cream for the first time and I, it didn't make my body hate itself. Cause usually with dairy, I feel awful. Um, and it was nice. So I don't know, vegan vanilla ice cream is a thing, but yeah. <laughs> Totally. There's some great vegan options out there. I'm really picky with, I don't like the taste of coconut. Oh yeah. So with vegan ice creams, there's a lot of coconut, which ruins it for me. And that's, so I'll go for like sorbets and things like that. Yeah. Or not cream based ice cream, which Hagen does is like definitely cream based and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to eat some ice cream. It's fine. Um, <laughs> But so we're still kind of on the boundary path, the inner child path. I noticed you had, um, what was it? You have an ebook that's about inner mm -hmm. child healing, um, wisdom from within. So I, and I don't want to speak for you either when I ask this, but when you were going through, you know, all your tower moments for, and at least for me, when I go through difficult things, my inner child is the first thing that I tend to, because I feel like that's my, that's my safety guide. And when I'm not in safety, my inner child is like, hello, like, let's figure this out. So in those moments that you're going through, like, what was that experience like? How did you, you know, work with your inner child? Can you speak to that maybe a little more? Mm -hmm. I love that. That's the first place you go. Amazing. <laughs> wow. We'd be in a different world if everyone did that first. <laughs> yeah. So my inner child, I always think of the inner child as your compass for, yeah, safety. It's often like, especially when we have a big reaction or a big trigger around something where we feel like a lot of fear is coming up and a lot of like um, insecurity and not being sure it's our inner child is basically like demanding and asking for our attention. It's usually our inner child that's not feeling safe. And this is rooted again, in something that they experienced in childhood. So when I'm going through, or when I was going through these tower moments and these rebirths and these challenging times in my life, like it ended up having me checking in with my inner child on a daily basis and asking her, how are you feeling? What do you need right now? Do you need to be held? Do you need to be witnessed? Do you want to have a dance party? Do you want balloons? Like, like, what is it that, that you want? Um, and the way that I would ask her, there's like practices that you can do is 
you can either write, like you can write, say with your dominant hand, like as you writing to the, your inner child and then have your inner child respond with like your less dominant hand. Um, you can, when we speak to our inner child, like picture yourself speaking from your heart. And when your inner child speaks, it's from like your, um, like your solar plexus kind of sacral area. And it's doing it in a way where you're not judging it right? It's like knowing that whatever comes through is meant to be heard and honored and like not overanalyzing. Was that my inner child or was that me or like what's going on here? So going through this journey, it actually, I really like am in a lot of gratitude to my inner child for also just allowing more fun to come into my life because I was checking in with her and asking her what she needed and how we could play and how we could let loose because those moments are so serious sometimes. And my child, my inner child, myself as a child had a lot of stressful moments and times in my household. I grew up in, a, in an alcoholic home. Like I did not feel safe quite often. So giving myself the permission to play and to be silly and, you know, to even just color in a coloring book has brought me so much more joy than I, I thought um, it even would. So I don't know if that, if that helps, um, but those are some ways. Yeah. No, definitely. I purposely schedule like inner child time because otherwise I won't do it. Like it'll just like, I'll get too busy or, you know, like we're saying, like sometimes you're just doing too many things, adulthood life. So I'll, like, color like I have so many coloring books I think I have like a Star Wars one um there's a moment my partner and I went to like a museum in St. Louis a few weeks ago and we just like ran around like children and just explored I love that um I try to like like you're saying dance parties and everything just because as a kid it was always like stop that and don't be too loud like who are you like don't do this I was also an only child so I was really bored and similar to you I had like alcoholic parents so it was kind of hard where I was like okay, I'm going to be the goofiest adult ever. And I'm just going to be an inner child or be a child now because I didn't get to have that as a kid. So yeah, I feel, I feel yeah. all of that so strongly. I was an, I'm an only child as well. So I can so relate to that. I do have a, we're going to go back to the rebirth process. And I just thought of this. So how is, how is that different than like a Saturn return? Or would you, would you consider a Saturn return its own rebirth like we all go through a Saturn return so is that like some people have more rebirths than others is kind of what I'm asking yeah I feel like there's definitely some parallels like I think of a Saturn return as um really like a return to yourself in some ways like a realization of maybe who you've created up into this point or the life that you've created up into this point and noticing like what doesn't resonate and what you want to change and what needs to change and so forth. That's the way I would explain a Saturn return. If you have um, something else that you want to add to that, you definitely can, right? Because it's at a certain point in your age, like where you're, is it like your 29th year or something yeah, like that? It's I can't like remember. Um, when I talked, I had a past episode and we talked about it a little bit. It was like when you're 27 around in that time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's basically like leads you on your right path again. So it's like, you'll have a tower moment because the universe is trying to shift you back. 
but then I'm like I wonder if you could be like no actually I want to rebirth myself instead and try to go like I feel like the universe will always keep leading you back to the right path but (laughs) totally (laughs) even if you don't pick it up yeah (laughs) right right but I just I was wondering because I know I mean some people have wonderful lives full of you know great moments and no stress or struggle and then I imagine they have their Saturn return and they're like, oh my goodness. But for some of, like, I know I've gone through so many rebirths, it feels like. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember if what I was going through at 27, I think I was like smack dab in the middle of my relationship and like thinking about getting married and focusing on my career and, and making all of that happen. So the harder stuff hit me into my early thirties I'm 36 now. So, but yeah, and the rebirth as well, like you're going through a process of literally death, like something dies and it usually feels like your own death. And it's like, then you're being returned into the birthing canal, which is feeling like there's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of confusion. You can't see what's on the other side of it. Like just imagine, right. Being in a birthing canal, it's like, I'm going somewhere new, but I don't know what it is. And my past is in the past and that's not my home anymore, you know? And then you come out of it and now you need to like absorb and intake this new reality and your new self and you're learning how to walk again and you're learning how to choose differently and do things that feel good and feel aligned for you so I guess for me one of my rebirth experiences was very much like you know divorce corporate security living somewhere new in the world or in the country and now it's like because none of that resonates. So I can't go back to it. And like, who am I now? Like, who am I without all of those things that used to define me? Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a journey for sure. Um, but needed, like you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it as a human. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. That's helpful. Um, I feel like, again, we're flip-flopping, but it's just what my brain is asking me to ask you. Uh, so the sacred no, that was one other thing I wanted to ask about. So mm. I feel like now after everything you've gone through your journey, you're in a place now where it's more so about just being expansive and actually like living your truth and living out life in the way that you want. But I can imagine that comes with some resistance. So like the sacred no and boundaries again, but like I wonder if you have any insight on that. Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like there's a part of us that always feels kind of drawn to like our old ways and our old tendencies and the old things that would make us feel comfortable, whether it's when you're dating, whether it's, you know, um, maybe leaning on some like habits that didn't really support you in the past, like binging on Netflix when you know that doesn't make you feel any better or or is like a numbing mechanism or whatever it might be um or dating people who have like a similar energy that you know it's not going to end very well but there's some kind of inner draw in you so starting to say no to some of these things that you know you might have a natural tendency to go towards or a pull towards or like Maybe your, your natural tendency is to say yes to everyone and you see that coming up, 
your sacred no comes in as a way to choose differently to say, no, I'm not going to be living into that old reality anymore. There's so much more that I desire for myself. So I'm going to say no and make sure that I'm staying on the path that allows me to grow and blossom and, and my path to fulfillment. So it really is. And the reason I call it your sacred no is because like it's a gift. And I know we talked about this earlier, but like your no is a gift. It's, it's not something that is causing harm to others. Like you might have stories around it being shameful or that you're going to miss out on something if you say no, or if people will like you less, if you say no, but all it really is, is like, you can think of it this way. Um, your sacred no is like your brakes on the car and it's going to keep you from hitting that tree or it's going to keep, or it's going to keep you on the right path and in, in what it is that, that you want to be doing. So it's, it's really important. It's really precious and it's okay. If things come up for you in and around your no, um, ask yourself like, well, what was I taught about saying no as a child? Like, what are my, you know, what are my stories around that? And how can I reframe that and change that and use it as a sign, sign to the universe of what it is that I'm deserving of and want for myself? Yeah. How does, like, does it come as a gut reaction? Like, is that how you feel it normally? Like you're like when to say no, when to say yes? Yeah. Like, I guess kind of going deeper into my question of like, you know, owning your truth, knowing intuitively yes or no, like so everyone mm -hmm. kind of knows differently. Some people see it, some people hear it, but like, didn't know if you felt it or if it was a gut reaction. Yeah. So the way that, yeah, everyone feels their intuition differently, but I think in general, the guidance that I would offer is if your body feels like some level of like compression or tension in the moment where something is presented, to you, right? So like, hey, can you come over and babysit my kids? And you're like, like something in you is like, uh, or like, fuck that, you know, <laughs> like just some kind of tensing, yeah. then that's a sign that it's a no. If you're not comfortable saying no quite yet, give yourself the permission to say, I don't know, let me think about it. And then it'll be easier for you to kind of like check in, regroup, and go back to them. Cause if you have to convince yourself to say yes to something, then it is most likely a no. Amen. Don't gaslight <laughs> yourself into a yes. Exactly. <laughs> I just love how you're like, fuck that. Like, okay, we need more sacred no's and sacred fuck that's in this. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yeah. feel like too, like you're saying, like, if you tense up, like I've had those experiences where like someone's asked me to do something and I'm like, Mm, but I want to be a good person so then I like say yes but that goes again back to what we were saying earlier like you're going against yourself and your beliefs and your truth and at what cost like totally uh, it's all yeah it's all good too it's all coming together <laughs> yeah what would come up for me too is like uh, like often I think about when I'd be like invited for to outings 
and I wouldn't really want to go for whatever reason. Like I, sometimes I didn't know why I didn't want to go. I just didn't want to go, but I was like, oh, but it's this person's birthday. I should really go, you know, I don't want them to be mad at me or I don't want to upset them or I don't want to let them down. Good friends say go to friends' birthdays even when they don't want to. And then I would end, then my physical body would end up chiming in and I would get like stomach issues. Like my, I would get bloated, I would get uncomfortable and I would still force myself to go to these events. And then I would feel like shit the whole time. So I would drink to try and just like numb what I'm feeling and just be present well, as present as you can be when you're drunk. And like, it was a disaster. Then the next day I wake up hungover and my, my day's written off. So it was like, when I started to notice all of these patterns and the results of me saying yes to things that were actually no's in, in my body. Um, I was like, I can't, this is, this is pointless. Like I'm just suffering now. And I didn't even want to be there in the first place. And you can always, you can show up for people in different ways. It doesn't need to be in the way that they um, are requesting from you in that moment, especially if it doesn't feel good. I love that. Well, Maria, thank you so much for sharing everything just about your experience and what you've gone through and how you've risen and just rebirthed yourself into the strong woman that you are today. It's very encouraging. It's brave. It's all the things and I think you know the listeners have a lot to be inspired by you for but um do you have anything going on right now what are you working on um I think the listeners would love to hear how they can get to know you more learn from you and all that Mm, thank you so much for having me I've loved having this conversation with you and all of the different layers of honoring ourselves and following our intuition and our truth and all the different ways that that shows up so yeah so I primarily work with people um one-on-one in a six-month container that I call fully unleashed and I set it up that way because I'm here to create powerful transformation for people. And if you are looking to really discover who you truly are, like the depths of your, of your truth and want to create a life that's like in alignment with your purpose, then, then that's the work that I do. And I use energy work and I channel as part of it. And there's so much beautiful guidance that comes out from that. Um, I do have on my website, as you mentioned earlier, a freebie um, workbook. I'm calling it a freebie because it's free, which you can download called Wisdom from Within. And it's, I think it's 30 pages. Like it's a quite um, thick workbook to dive into the truth of your inner child, understand some of the messages that you receive as your child, as a child and how that's impacted who you defined yourself as later in life. There's a guided meditation to connect in with that inner child as well. And yeah, really great. Like you, you could probably spend about three hours on it and just get a lot of great content. So that's available on there as well. And yeah, and sometimes I'll run group programs and things like that. So anything that you want to um, dive into or check out, you can also, you can see on my website, mariajoswin.com or on my Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok at Maria Joswin. (laughs) 
I'll make sure that in show notes are decked out with all your info. So <laughs> all my anxious babes, don't fret. It'll be in the notes. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. The, the last thing I think I want to leave the listeners with, if you're up for it, is just words of wisdom or a divine message for anyone going through a tough time or a tower moment or just doing their best to make it through something really rough. Mm. Yes. Um, the message that comes through for me is to just, yeah, to really trust and know that you are so taken care of and that you are going through this for a reason and that it's happening for you, even though it might feel like it's happening to you. And it's okay that you don't know why right now. It's okay that you don't see the final picture or the end result. This is a gift, even though it might come in a really ugly package, it is a gift. And on the other side of it, you can create a deeper relationship with, with yourself and a more loving and trusting one. And so much good can come from that as well. So you are way more courageous than you think. You are so supported and know that you are a hundred percent not alone in whatever it is that you're going through. Um, yeah. And that you are loved. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, smash that subscribe button and please be sure to rate and review on iTunes to help further educate and elevate our fellow witches. If you need a little extra magic in your life, I invite you to connect with me on Instagram at wellandwitchy and check out my website, wellandwitchy.com. Remember, witches, you are limitless. You are powerful and you create your reality by your divine design. Now go out there and make some magic happen. And until next time, be well, be witchy.